0: back to another episode of the Catholic Buzz Podcast. Thanks for joining us today as we continue uh, the conversation on lots of things in the Catholic world. My name is Father Daniele, and I'm joined, as I always am, by Josh Sullivan. Welcome, Hello. Josh. Thank you. And Matt Van Milligan. Matt, welcome to you. Hi. Yeah. Guess what? Uh, like, obviously, there's no guesses here. I don't know why <laughs> I said that. But uh, next week is Holy Week, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, so Holy Week is one of my favorite, favorite times of the church calendar year, I'm I'm sure you guys would agree. Yeah, for sure. And one of the special moments that I really love is on Holy Thursday night, after the Mass of the Lord's Supper, which the Mass of the Lord's Supper in itself is really beautiful Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's like the anniversary of the first Mass. Mm -hmm. And uh, as a priest to celebrate that Mass is really, really cool um but after the mass is over because we're entering end. the triduum yeah, yeah like there's no ending to the mass really like usually a mass ends with a final blessing and all that stuff and there's not there's a procession of the eucharist through the church yeah okay And um, then the Eucharist is left on this bare altar because everything is stripped down because now uh, we are entering after the Last Supper. We're joining Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And so we represent that in the church by stripping down everything, right? And then the Eucharist is left on the altar for a period of adoration. And some churches do like an hour of adoration, Mm -hmm. which okay. No. No. It's something (laughs) it's something. Yeah. And some churches do till eleven o'clock, till midnight. Some churches do all night, you know. But that night is pretty significant that we stay awake and watch with the Lord because it's in the gospel. It's in the gospel. (laughs) Stay awake with me. Can't yeah. you stay awake with me?
1: Yeah. In, in the defense of those who only do an hour or a few hours, the <laughs> disciples did fall asleep. That's right. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and you know what? I must say, like, the f- the first year that I was in this parish, uh, I we did do it till midnight. Yeah. And between 11 o'clock and midnight, it was like me and the Lord by, our, by <laughs> myself. <laughs> uh, which I don't mind. No, no. It's not a bad thing. But then every year after that, we brought it to 11 o'clock, 11 p.m.,
1: And uh,
0: anyways, why I bring this up is because not only is it really moving, like that night of prayer is really special. I stay in the church and uh, it's really powerful because we're, we're joining Jesus in the garden. We're adoring him in the Eucharist. It got me thinking like this adoration of the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament is such a special gift that we as Catholics have. I don't know if we
2: appreciate it as much as we should. I think I think because it's not a sacrament. I mean, the Eucharist yeah. itself is a sacrament, of course, but this is a ritual, and this is something, the source and some of our faith. But I agree with you. Because it's not required mm-hmm. to go to adoration, I think culturally, if we were in a cultural society of cultural Catholics mm-hmm. and stuff, people don't go to adoration. Yeah, and like
0: we we invite people. We're like, hey, we're offering adoration of the yeah. Blessed Sacrament after Mass. Uh, yeah. We have a holy hour during this time. I know in our parish we have a daily adoration, mm-hmm. right? And and you invite people to that and people go, that's nice. Like people, some people don't even know what that is. Like what does he, invite? why does he keep inviting me to adoration? Like what is adoration? I'm already at Mass. Like, yeah. You know, so I thought maybe we'd talk about that today and why, mm-hmm. what is adoration? Why do we do it? And why we should do it, I, I, you know, as as a priest, I remember, uh, someone in the in the seminary saying like, "You should be doing a daily holy hour. Priests should be doing a daily mm, holy hour." I love it, and it really sums up like what our mission is. Yeah. You know, like our this the our strength our service comes from Jesus. Yeah. And so if we're not spending time with him, mm-hmm. then like where are we getting our strength from, right? And people, like parishioners, I think I always encourage people to do at, uh, an hour of adoration a week. Mm-hmm. It's easier in places where they have a adoration chapel where yes. you can sneak in at any time of the day. And and do uh, an hour harder when that's not available in your area,
2: and you have to just kind of you're at the whim of whenever adoration is going on. Exactly yeah. right,
0: but it's such a gift. It's mm-hmm.
2: such a it's such a beautiful
0: gift uh, to be an ador. So let, let's just talk about what adoration is. Yeah. Okay. So obviously, let's start with the Eucharist. So we know that at Mass, the bread is and wine are consecrated into the body and blood of Jesus, and we believe that Jesus is. Uh, fully present. Body, blood, soul, Soul. and divinity present in the Eucharist. So the bread, even though it maintains the appearance of of bread, actually becomes the body of Jesus Christ. It's not a symbol. It's not a symbol. It's not a representation.
2: No. It's 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 the the real real deal. It's
0: the real thing. It's Jesus. This is our belief, which I'm amazed that a lot of people still struggle with that belief, but Mm -hmm. this is our belief. And the wine, while maintaining the appearance of wine, becomes the blood of Jesus poured out for mm-hmm. us. Like, it's, it's just a beautiful thing. So as special as it is to be people who receive the Eucharist, when we're at Mass, mm-hmm. right, we take the Eucharist and we put it in a glass shield yeah. called a luna. Okay, so we take a, we take a host, yeah. usually about medium size, And we put it in this glass case, and it's called a luna. And then we put it inside what's called a monstrance. So we put the luna inside the monstrance. We put a luna in the window of a monstrance. And maybe, depending on how high-tech we are, for those watching on YouTube, we can (laughs) flash a (laughs) A picture picture of of a monstrance (laughs) on the screen
2: right now. For those listening, maybe... We can describe it. We can describe it. Basically, it's... it's, it's, uh, uh, I'm gonna say normally in the shape of a cross of some sorts, mm. but it's 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 like a big sun on a stand. Yeah. Right?
0: It's a big, usually
2: gold yeah.
0: um sun, you're right, has kind of like these spiky things on it's it. It's a rays, it's, rays of yeah. light. And in the window is th- in th- the, middle. In the middle is this yeah. clear window where the luna is inserted. Now in the luna is the Eucharist, is Jesus. And the name monstrance yeah. comes from the Latin and i'll use the italian cuz i'm more familiar with the italian is mostrare okay. which is to show yeah. right so monstrance is to show yeah. we're showing the eucharist to the people yeah. like and the,
1: the same root as in demonstrate demonstrate yeah. that's yeah. right
0: so you put this monstrance on the altar yeah. with candles yep yeah. and you leave it there for a period of adoration which is to come and adore Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. Yeah. It's one of the most beautiful things. And I like, t- like to tell people if you think coming to Mass and receiving the Eucharist by consuming Jesus is special, which it is, yeah, and we course. should never take that for granted. No. Coming into the church and just being able to sit and stare. Mm. to adore, to love, to worship Jesus in this sacrament is very special, Yeah, is very special. And at Mass, you don't really get that opportunity. You know, when a priest consecrates the Eucharist and holds up the Eucharist, like after the words of consecration, he holds up the Eucharist. The Roman Missal says, he shows the Eucharist to the people,
2: Mm. right? And sometimes it's just a peep show. (laughs) they just hold it up like boom hey there it is right a a quick little up and down (laughs) up and down yeah
0: and some priests take too long no (laughs) man no names mentioned
2: no names mentioned no No, but it's a time of adoration a time of showing it to the people like that's that's you having it held up there it's one of the this is what for us as Catholics we believe heaven and earth kind of become one place because Jesus now is present on the Eucharist yes. on, on the on, on the altar and so heaven and and earth kind of open up and boom like this is where a miracle is happening
0: that's right every single day and in so instead of making the priest hold of the Eucharist <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. why we use a monstrance yeah right and uh, you can come and just pray like the our Lord is there on the altar waiting for you. Mm-hmm. And you can you can come you can you can just adore, you can just look. You can just sit in his presence, bask in his presence, right? And you can pray. I tell you um when I would even before I became a priest, I would sneak away to my my home parish had an adoration chapel, which means that Jesus was available in the monstrance like twenty four seven yeah you could go into this small chapel and go and pray at any time, and Jesus was always on display, yeah always yeah. and i i would I would say I would sneak there like sometimes at ten o'clock at night, yeah, sometimes later, sometimes earlier, depending on what I was doing in the day, and I would stop in for fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, sometimes longer, depending what I had to pray about or what I was feeling that day, you know there's just nothing like you know you can pray at home, yes. Yeah, you can pray in the car, you can pray wherever, but there's something about sitting in front of the Lord. Okay. Yeah, it, it,
1: it personalizes um, sure. the, the relationship with Christ. So, like, I, I can I can talk about this from like my background. Uh, yeah. In Protestantism, yeah. that it's yeah. like, um, and, and I've, sa- I've said in previous co- uh, podcasts that like there's there's a risk and it can become quite easy to hold your faith at arm's length, yeah. to like, you know, in, over-intellectualize it or make it some sort of distant abstraction that, you know, Jesus is this far off idea. Uh, what adoration does is it makes Jesus present. So uh, like a direct personal encounter with Christ that isn't, you know, just my ideas somewhere else or you know yeah it's it's not something that i've invented it's something that is presented and you know manifest in front of me um, in a way that I can't just uh, th- that I'm not in control of or that I can't you know.
2: I, th- I think too if we truly because we truly believe that it's the true presence of Christ and i it's kind of cool that I've seen other <laughs> I've seen other uh, Christian denominations walk in when we're having adoration and uh, and they were able to tell that Jesus was truly present they don't know why they don't know what's going on but they feel Jesus' is true It it's kind of really cool right I get to tell them that hey yeah it's in the Eucharist um, but it, we believe he's truly present in the Eucharist If you're feeling a hole in your life, you feel like something's missing, if you feel like there's a spot there kind of like not quite right, we talk about that's your relationship with God God is meant to fill that hole for you mm-hmm. so it's kind of, to me it's going to adoration a lot of times is going because I feel like I got a hole sometimes and I go in and I sit down and then that hole is full it's not through the Eucharist by receiving the Eucharist per se but it's just sitting there and being in the presence of God that mm-hmm. like that's the that's the puzzle piece that's needs needed in my life so sitting there in adoration, is filling that puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For me, a lot of times it's going, and I had a really hard time. I get really fidgety, and we had to do, um, when I was doing net and stuff, we did uh, two hours a week. So we did one hour on Sunday, and then we did an hour on Wednesday. And I had a heck of a time sitting down, like this for a whole year.
1: The spirit and is willing. The spirit, exactly. <laughs> the spirit
2: is willing with the flesh was weak. I had a really hard time. And so I remember talking to a priest about it and just saying, like, I, I get really fidgety. I'm like, I have a hard time just sitting there doing nothing. Um, and he said, well, you're not doing nothing. And I was like, "Oh," he's like, "You're praying. Have a conversation." And so I started doing that. I started having a conversation, and then I was like, "Okay," I had a conversation, and then five minutes later, I was, I was, I was done. Fidgety you know, I was fidgety again. Like, and he's like, "What well, did you listen?" I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Did you let God answer?" And I was like, "How? You know, yeah. how are you?" Expect- and he said, "No. Did you take it to prayer?" He's like. We have the word of God. Maybe God's going to speak to you through the Bible. So what I started doing was kind of Bible bingo, as it's called, but it wasn't really that. I started reading. I started praying and having conversation with God, having an actual prayer time. And then I would stop and reflect a time of silence. And then I started reading the Bible. And the cool part about it was I didn't really have a specific spot. I just decided I was going to read because I was, I was stuck there for an hour. Uh, but I decided <laughs> I was just going to start reading the Bible. And you know what I found which was really cool was God started speaking to me specifically about the problems I was having or specifically about a situation that I was bringing up and stuff in the present in his presence mm-hmm. through whatever Bible verses that I was reading and he was really speaking to me it's like it, like the words were leaping off the page like they never really did and that was because I was in adoration to the point where my teammates would be like okay we're done like or like the priest would come out and and close the holy hour and I would and I would, oh no I I I want to keep going here you know it was really like 45 minutes seem like five minutes. You know what I mean? It really bypassed the time. But there really is something about like, you know, when, I I
0: must say, it's, at first it's difficult, like you're yeah. saying. But once you get used to it, because number one, we don't know how to sit in silence. Yeah. <laughs> we, we just don't know how to sit in silence. And there are times of adoration that... Are, there's music involved and there's yeah. sort of worship and uh, whatever it might Almost be. Almost a lead celebration. That's right. And then there are just when you walk into the church during daily adoration, like when the church is just open and the and Jesus is, is present on the altar, it's quiet. It's quiet. And so we're not used to that. Yeah. We're, so it does take an adjustment period. And I always say to people, just come in, um, start with 15 minutes. Yeah. You know? and do 15 minutes for a while, and until 15 minutes just isn't enough. That's, that's what happened with me. I'd go in for 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, because I knew I had to pray and I, I, it was a distraction for me to pray at home or wherever it might be so i'd go 10 minutes ooh get Nancy out yeah then it was like once i got comfortable doing that it was like 15 20 half an hour then time flies when yeah. you're in prayer and you're like wow i got to go <laughs> i'm late for wherever yeah. it is that i'm supposed to be right uh, but but start somewhere yeah, and, but, and i think just being able to like, to sit there and pray in front of the Lord who is present on the altar, it's not something we're used to. Yeah. So get used yeah. to it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. adjust to it because there's Put your nothing, phone away. <laughs> put the phone, phone away. away. Yeah. Now, yeah. Sometimes I pray my Liturgy of the Hours in yeah. front of the Blessed Sacrament, so I will use my Liturgy of the Hours on the phone. Yeah, yeah. You know, no. Some people will criticize me for that. No, no. Uh, but, you know, so some people will say, well, I'm praying on my phone. As long as all your notifications are turned off, you're, air, yeah, exactly. you're on airplane mode, exactly. whatever like that. Because you know a text comes in and you're like, Oop, boom, and you're, and like then you're distracted, just, you're gone. Or yeah. whatever it might be. But uh, it's really important to go and pray in this special way. I know people who have said, I didn't know what adoration was. Mm-hmm. I know people who say, I didn't know that was the Eucharist in the Monstrance. Uh, I don't know what to do when I'm here. Yeah. Now, there are particular prayers that people set aside, like how to, how to make a holy hour or yeah. how to whatever. My advice is just to come, and let the Lord be, look at you, yeah. <laughs> and you mm-hmm. to look at the Lord.
2: Be still and know that I am God. Exactly. That was a word that kind of came to me when I was when I was really getting fidgety and everything else, and that was one of the first. I opened up the Bible. I was like, "Hey, Lord, I'm, I'm trying this out. I don't know." And it was it was be still and know that I am God. And I was like, "Oh, yeah. okay." Okay, I'll try
1: this out. I'm gonna can be you, still. You can know? you tell that to my two year old? Yeah. No, um, I, yeah. Well, no and, and that, that that is a factor too. That it's it's um, like I'm joking, but yeah. uh, um, what, you, uh, what, you don't appreciate it until it's either gone or taken from you from yeah. somebody else. That like you want to sit and pray. You want you want to contemplate for an extended period of time, but you have other all these other uh, yeah. you know uh, <laughs> factors competing for your. Um, attention so like it um, even even realize like if we want to pray in a sustained way like one of the the things we're trying to do for lent is make make a holy hour uh once a week um but you know sometimes that involves you know making strategic decisions Be like okay my wife you know you can go (laughs) <laughs> you, you can, can go, go at first this time. Yeah. I'll take the kids, and then so that you actually provide the the conditions or the environment to actually have that sustained well, holy yeah. hour prayer time, enough time to speak and to listen. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah and uh, I would encourage families to do that from a, from a young age. Bring your bring your children to holy hour, uh, or bring them to adoration. Yeah. Okay. And mm-hmm. I should explain that. Let's come back to the kids. Uh, adoration of the Blessed Sacrament is available, like like I said, during the day. Uh, or if you have an adoration chapel in your parish and you come in at any time during that period, that's what we refer to as adoration. The The Eucharist is out on the altar
2: and you come in and endure. At any time that the adoration—sorry, uh, any time that the monstrous is out with Jesus in it, that's adoration. That's adoration. Yeah. Now, a holy hour— it's Something different. —is
0: something different. Well, it's the same. It's just a liturgical action. Mm-hmm. Like it's a liturgical rite, I guess. Ritual? A ritual which includes adoration. Does okay. that make sense yeah, a little yeah, bit? Yeah. So usually when you're at a, an adoration chapel when Jesus is always there or daily adoration when when there's a certain hours that the monstrance and Jesus are out, you know, um, the Eucharist is put out there and then reposed or put away at the end. A a holy hour is when there's a led by a priest or a deacon, Mm -hmm. and uh, they come out. Wearing the appropriate liturgical vestments in this case would be a
2: poncho. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's very specific though, right? Because is it a cope? It's it a cope, cope. And, oh, and that's yeah. and that's something that a lot of times I only know that more as an altar server when right. I was you know when I was growing up and doing adoration was you an altar server a lot of times puts the cope on the priest. So or, no, the cope or, is the vestment that the oh
0: the the uh, a priest wears. Wears
2: and then on top of that is on
0: top is what the altar server puts on the priest
2: is called a humeral veil. That's right. It's called okay. humeral veil. And so that's what the priest uses to to hold on to the
0: Yeah, so a holy hour is is in the context of a liturgy so the priest comes out in his liturgical vestments. Yes. He exposes the blessed sacrament which means the monstrance is sitting empty on the altar. He goes to the tabernacle, yeah. takes the blessed sacrament which is inside a luna, places it into the monstrance, puts it for people to you know, worship uh, demonstrates it yeah. for people to <laughs> to see, and then there's a hymn, yeah. uh, followed by a period of silence. Right, where, yeah. per, silent prayer, and of, then at the end, yeah. there's another hymn. Yeah, um, there benediction. is benediction, which is where the humeral veil comes in. So the humeral veil comes in over the uh, over the uh, priest, and the priest covers his hands, and he picks up the monstrance. To give a blessing to the people, yeah, and the significance of that is that it's Jesus blessing the people. Yeah. So the priest's hands—it signifies are covered. Yeah. The hands are covered. Is there? It's it's Jesus directing this blessing sort of thing.
2: It's not. It's not the priest at the end of mass where he blesses the people exactly. necessarily. It's this is Jesus. The, where at the action. end of
0: mass the priest imparts God's blessing on the exactly. people. Here is Jesus. The Eucharist actually in right, in which seat. is which is called a special. It has a special name. Yeah. It's called benediction. Yeah. Right. Um, then, at then there's divine praises, which is a litany of sort of thanks to God, right? Blessed be yeah. the Jesus. Um, the priest takes Jesus out of the monstrance back in the tabernacle, and that's all done within an hour. Yeah. So when you hear the word "holy hour," that's what we we're referring to.
2: So there's a beginning part. And then in the middle, there's sometimes some songs or something. Could be. T- could be. Or it could just be silent. Could be silent or could, could be some worship. Uh, or, or even I've heard sometimes a meditation like Could uh, be chant. Could yeah, be praise yeah. and
0: worship. Could be.
2: Uh, yeah. Reading the, of the hymns. Gospels. Even I've heard, you know. It uh, could be.
0: Yeah. It could it's be a reading of the scriptures and yeah. a reflection. Yeah.
2: Um, but time aside because we're talking about an hour the opening hymn really is five ten minutes right it's not a big long time and then there is a lot of times at least a period of silence somewhere in there yeah for the most part some songs some whatever but then but then the period of silence and then benediction and um divine praises and stuff is about what 15 minutes maybe 7 10 minutes yeah at it's the end. short, about 7 minutes and so so it's le- it's a led worship service yeah. but it's but it's really about the adoration sure right?
0: there's a lot of time for silent prayer yeah. or guided prayer through yeah. musical yeah. Uh, yeah. reflection Yeah. right um so and and when when yeah so when 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 a church advertises a holy hour that's what you'll expect to see you'll expect yeah. to see people gather there because when you stop in during the day for daily adoration, you might only find a few people there, Yeah. right? Uh, when you come to a holy hour, because it's a prescribed time for adoration, you'll find more people gathered together there, right? And uh, everyone's sort of praying at the same time. Yeah. During the And I, I really enjoy them in our parish, and uh, I think people should, should uh, make time to attend. And it's a good thing to do for Lent. Too bad... <laughs> We <laughs> didn't have this conversation before Lent started, so we could <laughs> suggest that to people, right? And and you know what? We started by talking in the context of uh, uh, the Holy Thursday oh, yeah. and watching in the garden. You know, Jesus saying, "Like, uh, won't you stay an hour? Won't you stay awake with me?" Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's what it is. We're we're spending time in prayer. We're 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 speaking to the Lord. Now, back to my point about kids. Oh, yeah. Bring kids to adoration, because they will get used to it. Yeah, even if they're loud and embarrassing for you at first, yeah. you know, I'm making noise and whatever. But bring kids; it's it's fascinating to sit
2: in front of the blessed sacrament for sure. And I think I think it's a great. We talked about parenting a couple episodes back, and 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 parenting through demonstration, yeah. right? <laughs> through specifically in this case, uh, but like is sitting there and showing them that you need. This prayer time that, yeah. that this is this is this is this is spiritual food for you. And, that, and that's an important part of who we are as Catholics. And and a lot of times one of the things I remember my parents doing and I like to do it with my kids, too, is but is if we're going to adoration stuff is we as a family have a specific prayer. You know what I mean, and just and and maybe it's a special intention. My parents did that a lot. Well, we have a special intention. Why don't you pray for? And they would ask, "What did God say about that special intention? What did yeah. the Bible verses spur on you?" And, mm-hmm. Because sometimes it was really cool, because it not only spurs us to pray for something, but it also spurs us to listen. But by not telling us as kids what we're praying for, we're just listening to anything and everything. So sometimes God directed. The Bible verse that we were reading, or or where our thoughts were, or what the saint was saying when we were reading a special special thing from a saint or something, and and it really spoke to the situation that we we're supposed to be praying about, even though we had no idea. Yeah, and so it, what it it tuned in our listening if that made sense as kids, which was kind of cool. And so
0: and that's not just for kids. No, that's for adults too. I know for myself, if I can share personally, like when I had major things to decide or if I was struggling with something or wrestling with a decision or just didn't know where I was going, needed help with a certain friendship or whatever it might be, I'd go and pray about it in front of the Blessed Sacrament. To this day, I... Prepare my homilies in front of the Blessed Sacrament, <laughs> uh, major things in the parish or my life, decisions, or, or whatever. I, I I do that in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Um, like I encourage people: if there's something that you're wrestling with, if there's something that you need help with, go to adoration. Spend time in adoration. Like I said, even if it's 15-20 minutes, bring it to the Lord. Sit and say, Here is what I'm yeah. bringing to you, Lord, and see what happens, you know. And and you know sit back and and you know offer your words and then you know like the the scriptures say speak Lord yeah. for your servant is listening yeah. right and I think it's just so powerful and it's a such a such a gift that we have that time to spend with Jesus. You know i i encourage people to do it
2: i think too when it, when it comes to when we talk about praise and worship now sometimes that refers to a very specific type of music right uh, but when we talk about praise and worship and adoration specifically one of the things we don't realize is as catholics adoration is reserved for god alone right and this is one of the few times that we can adore God fully. We do it in the Mass. We have little time, like again, little snippets yeah. uh, during the Mass. But like this is one of those times that we can fully adore the God, adore God. And again, remember that when we talk about this, we're meant like that was what we were designed to do. We are created to do, and God doesn't force it. It's free will. Yeah. And so what He does is, you know what I mean? Kind of gives us that. Like going back, we were designed to be in this union with God and to praise Him and to adore Him and and recognize who He is. Um, So in adoration, for me anyways, there's a lot of times, if you ask me where I felt the most peace or where, where I felt the most complete or the most loved in my whole entire life, it's going to be at times of adoration. Mm. It's not going to be my wedding necessarily, or it's going to be like those are great times in my life. <laughs> like, get me wrong, my firstborn son and that stuff. Great times in my life for sure. But when you talk about feeling full and complete, it's a whole other experience outside of actual <laughs> examples, right? And that has happened in adoration. Um, it's an it's amazing experience for sure.
0: Yeah, and it only makes sense. It flows from the mass. Yeah. we mm-hmm. consecrate the Eucharist at mass. We're happy to be in the presence of Jesus in the in the Blessed Sacrament. And then we go and spend time adoring him in that way, right? What would you say to someone who's never been before mm. and doesn't know where to start? Like, uh, uh, like maybe uh, what what it, motivation to get them there would you say? I like what you said about having a specific intention. Yeah, like coming with something, mm-hmm. right? I know in our parish, <laughs> here I am asking you a question and <laughs> I'm answering it because I'm just thinking about it now. I know in our parish we have brochures like that say like how how to make a holy hour, yeah, how, how to make a you know what to do in a time of daily adoration. But I like what you said about coming in with a special intention. But what's the motivation for someone yeah. to go?
1: Yeah, I was just going to say oh, in in in. Reason, some recent episodes we cited some statistics on, you know, the number of Catholics that struggle with, you know, uh, recognizing the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. Um, so adoration is an opportunity to reflect on that, to encounter that directly, that like anybody who's having doubts, anybody who's having kind of like, or, or like not again in the mass, you know, that, that should be our focus or that, that really is the center of the mass. Um, that anybody who's you know struggling with that or have, like encounter Jesus in, in adoration or like. You know. Yeah,
2: it's really hard, okay, it's really hard to hide in shadow when a flashlight's shining on you, yeah. Yeah. okay? So sitting there in adoration sometimes shines, brings clarity, brings um, clear uh, thinking, to, to the dark parts in our life, I think, a lot of times. And so in doing that, it kind of kind of really focuses. For some people, like some people don't understand, To there, there are rituals when it comes to adoration. For instance, one of the things that we kind of talk about is that normally you come into the chapel, uh, to the church, and when uh, Jesus is in their tabernacle, when the tabernacle is closed and everything else, we genuflect towards the front of the church. When it's adoration going on, adoration, and like when the monstrous is out and Jesus is presented on the altar, we, we go down on not only one knee for genuflection, but on both knees just for a second. And you take a time, just like when you hit the bottom, <laughs> just hit like a second or two of reverence, and then you get up and you move. You can sit, you can stand, um, you can kneel during adoration, whether it be during daily adoration. There's very specific times during holy hour uh, when, when the priest will ask you or the deacon will ask you to kneel. And those are times when Jesus is being brought out to be, to to be displayed Mm -hmm. so as soon as the tabernacle is open or just before that time we ask people to kneel at that time and then kneeling is kind of continued on until the priest goes and sits down (laughs) really i guess that would be a good judgment and holy hour right so you sing the the osalutaris or some song and then and then there's a time of just quiet and and then you'll either be directed to do something or maybe there's some music and at that time you can stop kneeling You can sit down. If you felt like standing, maybe that's something that you really felt like you had to do. But kneeling and sitting, even standing, are all appropriate at that Mm -hmm. time, you know, uh, depending on what's going on. And then at the end of Holy Hour, the priest is going to come back uh, normally to the front of the church, like to, to kneel with the community, if you will. And that's a time where you would kneel again. And so you would kneel again until after the divine blessing. Right. And so and and really till until Jesus is uh, reposed again in the tabernacle. So we've prayed now you, you you kneel. But those are that's really the only I'm going to say rituals that you would have to follow in co- coming to a holy hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also when you come into a, just a daily adoration, you come in if Jesus is is on the altar, you would hit both knees and then you'd go to have your seat or kneel or whatever you want to do. And then when you leave again, you would again hit both knees and uh and, and then leave from that from that point. Um, but reading the Bible, um, reading uh, works of the saints, just spending time in silence. Yeah, all, that itself is yeah. like very,
0: very cool. All, all appropriate. I, I want to suggest that, I want people to think of a friend that they have. Think of someone that you love, and um, think about, you know, maybe this doesn't happen anymore, when you used to pop in and visit someone. yeah, hey? yeah. Like now you show up unexpected at someone's house, they get mad at you. Or Especially they, if you have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> or they duck and hide under the windows yeah. or whatever. But like visiting someone is, is amazing. You know, like a, when you have a friend, you haven't seen them in a while, you go and you visit at their home and you spend time with mm-hmm. them. Uh, I know as a priest, I visit people in the hospital. Their faces light up when they have a visitor. Yeah, for sure. Uh, In the nursing homes, in their homes, uh, friends or family that I Mm -hmm. visit. You know, people light up. Well, this is an opportunity for us to spend time with our friend Jesus. We come into the church at a time other than Sunday Mass, Mm -hmm. and we spend time in conversation with him. We spend time, could be just in silence, uh, could be just sharing what's on our heart, what's on our mind, listening to see if Jesus is is pointing us in a certain direction or or speaking directly to us, you know. Um and I think it's also a good a good opportunity for us just when you're in the presence of someone, mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. when you're with good friends and you're just in their company. Sometimes good friends, you know, you don't even have to say something and you know what you're thinking or mm-hmm. you're enjoying your time. Just to be in that presence I think helps us in many ways, yeah. bestows grace upon us. Uh, can heal, can be very healing. I know at the at our parish mission that we had a few weeks ago for Lent. You know, we had uh, adoration. After, people said, "I've never been to an adoration mm-hmm. before. I've never been," and they were moved
2: to tears one of the most touching times and we do this at conferences we do this certain times is during benediction so during that time of benediction right before benediction i should say um sometimes the priest will walk around in a eucharistic procession right mm-hmm. and so walk through the people um and and standing in front of uh people or just going very slowly past people and this kind of reflects a lot of time of jesus walking through the crowd mm-hmm. but a lot of times it's it's bringing jesus from the altar where we see jesus in the eucharist all the time um but taking it off there and making him very present and very real right in front of us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when you get that, that's where I find a lot of people have conversion experiences is when you've, uh, you have walked, or not you, but the priest has walked the Eucharist through the people. Specifically, when we go to Steubenville conferences and conferences with two or 3,000 youth, you know what I mean? This is a very touching and moving spot. And they take hours to do this. Like, adoration is two or three hours at that point because it takes so long to walk through 2,000 people. Right. But it's such a... Um, amazing experience to watch, not only for me as an adult now, looking at the youth, seeing the youth's hearts change, seeing how God, just through that personal interaction with them in the Eucharist, God's changed their heart, changed their life in this small time of adoration. It's, It's really cool. I think, yeah, I
0: think that anytime when we're really close to the Lord like that, like like you said, it brings the Lord really close to our face. It's an opportunity for a conversion of heart, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's like us and Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, there's no hiding. No. There's no hiding. Yeah. Well, I'm going to sort of challenge people. Sure. If, if you're not already doing some sort of adoration period in your week to try... And make it happen. Like maybe, maybe start with what what once every two weeks or once a month. Yep, um, and see where that where that leads you. I know that m-
2: most parishes will have some times of adoration. Um, a lot of times on Fridays, a lot of times on like, so like a lot of times of Friday days, because that just seems to be a day where they get people together. But sometimes like Tuesday evening, I think I know we have one here. We have a right. no way out here at Tuesday evening. And if,
0: if you're living in a place where your parish doesn't have a time of adoration, like maybe talk to your pastor about yeah. maybe offering it. Um, I know that some schedules changed during the pandemic and things. Maybe it's time to bring that practice back to to your parish. Maybe there is a chapel. Maybe there's an area in your church that can become an adoration uh, an adoration place. But I, I think it's really good to to take that time to make it a point to say, Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop in on my friend Jesus, just like I talked to. My friends, friends, my family, whatever it is, I'm gonna drop in on my friend Jesus and see what's going on, because oftentimes it's not about us keeping him company, no, no, right? <laughs> it's about yeah. him listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> um, now I know recently there's been a uh, movement with with the pandemic, everything's gone online. Yeah. What about online adoration? People watching on YouTube, like, because there are YouTube channels that have like perpetual yeah. adoration. They just have a camera in front of the Blessed Sacrament. I know that when I was doing like an online course with some other priests yeah. uh, a year or so ago, uh, it was like, okay, now we're going to take a period of adoration. And they switched to this YouTube channel uh-huh. and it was us. <clears throat> I mean, for me, it was yes, I am staring at the Eucharistic Lord, but through a screen. Yeah. I still was reverent, you know. I wasn't like eating potato chips or yeah. like yeah. Uh, <laughs> sipping on my coffee or you know um, whatever it is. I still tr- tried to have some reverence for it.
1: Yeah, can can I offer an yeah, analogy there? It's like um, when uh, my wife and I started dating, uh, we lived in different cities and we would video chat in like the early stages of our. Uh, relationship and thankfully, uh, we we valued kind of you know direct encounter and face to face communication and spending time like just actually spending time in each other not company. talking just spending time um, that you know we we actually saw each other every couple of weeks but like the the ability to video conference the ability to you know see the other person on the other end of a computer screen helped it, it, there was value there yes. to like you know build our relationship. But the value was limited yeah and that a lot of times you know uh things may have become a little more strained than they were um towards the like the further we got um from having a face-to-face um kind of uh interaction um that yes that there is value to you know the, the ewtn um you know adoration where you know and anybody can just uh like perpetual ad- yeah. you can tune in people have comments like it can be A a good prayerful experience, Um, but, you know, it it is a degree removed from that direct encounter with Jesus of of taking the time to spend time just in the presence of Jesus. Agreed.
0: And I would I would use I would use the same principle that we talked about with online mass. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's better to be there. It's better to go and be there. Uh, It's sure video serves some purpose. Uh, but I, I certainly in the right context. Wouldn't, yeah. use yeah. I wouldn't use it as my norm. I wouldn't use it as my norm.
2: I think even if you couldn't get there for adoration, so because we're talking about this, even just spending time in front of the tabernacle, when you know Jesus yes. is truly present yeah. there. Yes, thanks but, for
0: mentioning that. That's very you know, that's true. Because like, so if, if, Jesus if, is still
2: present. He's still there. Yeah. right. You can't see him necessarily, but you know he's in the tabernacle, especially that little red light. If that little red light's on, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. But... Um, just sitting there in the church with Jesus truly present there. I know that I've done that sometimes because I, I have keys to lots of different churches. And uh, But when when there's something I'm struggling with or anything else and I'm on my way home from work, I can just quickly stop into a church and then I just sit there for 5, 10 minutes mm-hmm. in prayer. It doesn't have to be adoration necessarily when you're struggling. it's Jesus' true presence is there. Now, mm-hmm. it is a lot more powerful, I find, sometimes when it's, it is the true adoration. But but yeah. he's still present. And I, I, I just recommend to
0: someone to, uh, if you're going to go to adoration and you, it's going to be something that you do often, um, I would say try and either, w- if you bring your Bible with you, mm-hmm. to try and bring a pencil or a pen with you. Journal. And, and journal or a little book. Or Mark. I, I I use, don't judge me, I use my notes app on my yep. phone. yep. And I just have like so many notes of, of <laughs> things that have come from prayer that I refer back to or go back to remind myself. Yeah. When I've prayed about something and the Lord has helped me through something, it's like, no, nope, go back and read yeah. that because that's already been something that I that the Lord has moved me in a certain direction
2: highlighting in my Bible. I have three yeah. different co- I had one little pen one time and it had like the three different colors, blue, yellow, and and, and pink or something. And I highlight, depending on how it's speaking to me, this, this is me for me personally, this is for me in ministry, and this is for me, these are regular things that Jesus said that I might want to look up one day. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Exactly. And, so, and so these are like famous Bible verses or whatever, that's blue. But the other ones, and so it's really cool to kind of go back over after an adoration, time of adoration, I've got these things and then I go back and see what's going on and go, okay, um, I'm struggling with this again, and I open up, and God speaks exactly the same words, but these times it's highlighted. So it it does stand out to me, but I go, oh, yes, that's what he... You've already fixed this problem, like you said, you know?
0: All right, that's all the time we got. Uh, So uh, that's my challenge for people. Make a holy hour. Make some time of adoration, 15, 20 minutes, half hour, whatever it might be. Start to add that to your schedule of prayer, uh, whether it's weekly bi-weekly, once a month. Just start doing it. Uh, I have no doubt that you're going to fall in love with it. I have no doubt that it's going to just really grow. Just please commit to it. Just please commit to it and make it part. Like Even if you don't feel like it, even if something else has, show, has, has come up Go. You've, you Go and stay committed. You're going to love it. That's all the time we got. If anyone has any questions or uh, follow up to this discussion, uh, give us a, uh, uh, an email. Send us an email at askusatthecatholicbuzz.com. Or you can drop us a line on our Facebook or Instagram pages as well. So for Josh Sullivan and Matt Van Milligan, my name is Father Daniele. We'll see you next time on The Catholic Buzz.